Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And start spreading the news because today we're talking Survivor New York. And it is leaving because we are talking Survivor New York finale night. But we're not alone. Special guest on the pod today, Jacqueline. And he's gone by many names. My Jeff- favorite, personally, is Chris, our Lord and Savior. Chris, our Lord and Savior, Jeffrey <laughs> Probstfeld, host with the most, the next Jeff Probst. All, all of the best. All the best. Oh my God. Chris Lord, <laughs> host of Survivor hey, New guys. York, is on the pod. Hey, hey Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so cool to be here with you guys. Seriously, it's, I, I, like I've said, I listen every episode and I laugh throughout the whole thing. And I live for your little moments and Jacqueline's laugh and Cody's soothing voice. <laughs> oh my God. And I just love hearing your love for these players and my game. I That's mean, well, and we do love, yeah, we love Survivor New York. <laughs> We're so happy to have you on the pod. I had like the world's biggest outside of Survivor revelation because of what Chris just said. Now I know why I fall asleep when you read at night. Mm. That soothing voice, it is very, you have a soothing voice, babe. My dulcet tone, yeah, seriously. And like, <laughs> I not when you everything, guys, like when you guys do your like, um. Like, who wouldn't want that? Like, if you like to start your own podcast, like, oh my God, I think it's the funniest thing. Just the way you guys ad lib for it, like uh, the whole anchor thing. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I wait for it every episode. I wait for it. I'm like, are they finally going to go on break so they're going to say it? And that's, it's great. It's like having dessert for me. Let's see. That's great. Hear that, anchor? You should give us more money because it's, it's like dessert. <laughs> What what dessert would we be? I need to know. Ooh, what is what is the um, ideal dessert there? Oh, we're kind of straying into like a bachelor. What's that uh, celebrity dating game? All my questions. Um, I, I'm a big cheesecake factory person, so it would be definitely the Oreo cheesecake because that's my all time favorite. I make the best cool. cheesecake in the world. Oh God. oh no uh but yeah i make a bomb cheesecake so when we come to new york i will teach you the trick actually i'll just tell you the trick is to like bake in your bath but then you don't take it out of the oven you turn off the oven after it's done baking and you open the door slightly and let the cheesecake cool down with the oven oh Wow. Just saying. So you know. <laughs> I can't cook. Like I can't I can barely make a sandwich. So um that's interesting to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so really uh, back to important stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we were so surprised. I'm gonna say last week, even though it's been multiple weeks since the last episode because we suck at real life. Um, but last week <laughs> We were so surprised that we were going into finale at seven. Six. It felt like 
six. Well, yeah. I mean, like ending one. Okay. Well, it's six. It's, it's, <laughs> we're uh, saying goodbye to them again at the beginning of the next episode. So, can I tell you that the reason why I had six people in the finale is because of how popular the sixth place player was and I found that out er very Mm -hmm. early in the season so I said oh no I can't lose any extra views on the finale so I personally made sure that they were able to be a part of the finale to keep that viewership and because I think they would they're they're a great player so initially there was supposed to be 13 episodes okay but I changed that it blows my mind to think that anyone would stop watching as like, but then I think of like watching a real reality show and some of them it's like, oh man, my favorite's gone. Well, it really I don't feel happen. that way here. <laughs> it, it's interesting because I, I think like that, I'm very like, you know, producer minded. So that was my thought process was like, oh, I want, I want the, the most amount of views, even though I don't make money off of it. I just want the good views. And I also thought the storyline was so interesting and to not be able to like put that together as a finale. I just, I also don't think it would have given that player the justice that they deserved. And I think the finale, despite being almost two hours, it does, it moves. It has a really nice flow to it and uh, getting the multiple immunity challenges is it's getting, it's a lot of fun for that to be the last episode. Yeah, and I think also something that I did that not I haven't seen with any other reality show is I wanted to do the episode titles like multiple of them. So yes. you see throughout the finale like everybody like four different like episode titles because each section kind of is like an episode in itself. And I thought that was fun. So because so, you know a lot of the players are like, oh well, I didn't get a I didn't get a <laughs> title for the episode. I want one. So I've tried to make sure that there was more opportunities for that. Chris clearly thinking about every aspect and like making mm-hmm. sure everyone feels good about it. That's I clearly I think about that. Like I feel like I was a total asshole to Sarah just because of my perspective. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. You're good. I know. That was that was really <laughs> funny. That was kind of funny. Um, but she's cool about it. I actually saw Sarah not too long ago, uh, and we hung out, and she seemed really cool about everything, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's good. We've certainly ruffled some, <laughs> some feathers before, but it's all, you know, all love. We we love all the players. <laughs> I mean, especially here, this was such a fun group of players. I I still, like forget sometimes that like dresden was part of this cast i know like the people who made it to jury are outstanding and then there are players that didn't make it to jury and i'm like fuck billy you were like billy made it to jury he made it to jury yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay like amazing players that didn't even make it to jury that my heart is hoping of them will make it to all-stars or something yeah i love dresden dearly he was the very first person that I knew for sure would be on this cast as soon as I saw his audition video. I love everything about him. I actually got to see him um, a few weeks ago in Pennsylvania, and it was just so nice getting to catch up with him. He's a great guy. I I just 
I love his spirit and his fight. He's going to be playing in another live reality game in October called Mayhem Manor. Oh. Um, so there's still more for Dresden out there. And I think he ha- he's going to have a huge following. I could see him being on, on like a real reality show. He's really, he's really a great person. I heard Big Brother vibes. I would love yeah. that. I would love that. <laughs> great charisma. Weakness, nerve, and talent. He's got it all. <laughs> I love when, okay, I, I said I wouldn't say anything, but I love when you guys do the Dresden Frank. <laughs> I, I, live, I live for it. <laughs> it's been so sad that we've had less occasion to do the Frankfurt. Dresden. No. no. I see. You I, I, lost I, I, it. Paris, completely... Paris, Frankfurt, Dresden. Is it or was it yeah. Milan? No, you know, it's, it's Paris, Frankfurt. Paris, <laughs> Frankfurt, Dresden. Chris clearly needs notes for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> he knows the show better than we do. <laughs> right. What was that thing that I said like twenty times? It's fine. So how? Okay. Tell us how you creating survivor new york became a thing okay so it's such a crazy story because i basically was on youtube because like survivor you know would only be two seasons a year right Mm -hmm. so youtube became a thing in like 2007 which is really crazy to think about that guys like that youtube was like such a late thing in all of our lives um so i would search thing on like things like survivor on there and eventually i found this guy his name was chad ferris who had produced the very first live reality games i think in the history of live reality games Mm. and he he had like survivor sonoran desert and all these other survivor games you can't find them anymore um but he did it in arizona and i reached out to him in 2014 and said, hey, I would absolutely love to come out and play your game. So I flew to Arizona uh, completely alone, meeting up with a bunch of strangers in the middle of the desert to play a survivor game. And in that game, I met a lot of people. And I met this guy named John Vataha, who is the host and creator of Survival Challenge. And he told me I should apply to his game, which I did, and I made it onto that cast. And after doing those two games, I thought to myself, like, wow, these these are so exhilarating, so exciting to be a part of. It would be so much fun to do it myself. So after playing Survival Challenge, I uh, reached out to a bunch of like friends to do like my very first game like all in the school field in my backyard. And that's that's what I call Survivor New York Zero, which was 2015. <laughs> Love it. It was, it's always been Survivor New York Zero um, because it wasn't really filmed and anything or produced. Um, but after that season, like that gave me the confidence that I knew I could do it. Um, and season one was a year later in 2016. And that game... I reached out to Matt Pavlovich, who was the original host of Survivor um, Brooklyn, who had uh, Andrea Belke and Sophie Clark 
on his game. And he okay. really helped me cast a lot of people for that game. And I feel like the rest is kind of history from there. Cause that just kept, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I was able to just take friends from each game and each place that I went in life onto the next one. And um, Naomi became part of season three. And now she's like my right hand woman. Like I speak to her more than I speak to like any of my other friends in life. Um, I think I speak to Naomi more than I speak to my mom if I'm being <laughs> at this point. But that's the, that's the story. I don't know if that was like too long, but it, that's God no. Name. And it's so crazy because like I you know, I'm in a two day long group chat with New York season five because that had just filmed this past like weekends. Um, and they're talking about how they are making lifelong friends and bonds and friendships. And I know that that's true. And I've seen the season four sort of group chats and they're like, oh my God, we're friends for life. They're, they're <laughs> hanging out at bars. They're like, it just, it's so cool um, to know that these people are friends for life because of something that I like came up with years and years ago. And um, yeah, basically it just, it's just so cool to me. And like no. the fact that you guys are podcasting about my game and making me laugh <laughs> like it just it's so surreal to me i mean you have like I'm created grateful. this i mean this is such a cool th i mean we got the video call from davy of the bar hanging out and we're eternally jealous over here but forever shipping kai and kyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god me too. for life <laughs> I, I spoke to kai about that i i really <laughs> would love them to be dating each other i can't go into any further details than that but there's been, <laughs> there's been, there's been talks i'm sure <laughs> um and i love kai and kyle i've always loved them i actually just saw davy and liska this past weekend uh and the one regret I have was I didn't go up to Liska this weekend and say, hey, Liska. Liska, <laughs> Liska. I wish I would have said, hey, Liska. <laughs> it would have been so good. <laughs> she will hate you eternally, yes, yeah. Cody, for the that. Name that just, well, I just can never quite get it down. <laughs> I just, I mean, it honestly just builds so many more questions that I have for you. Um, like, how did you do on your games that you played? Do you still actively want to play? Do you play games still or just like to create? What's your day job? Is this something you're trying to build into like? Oh, God, no. I mean. Oh. <laughs> all the things. It's it's very stressful to produce these things and to create these episodes. I've literally started working on season four, like editing wise in March of 2020. and. I didn't finish until maybe like the week of the finale. So it's something that I had to like work on every week just to like, you know, find the right videos and create the story and subtitle. And I would send it to Naomi. She would sound mix and also subtitle. So it is a lot of, it's a labor of love, I have to say. Um, but I did pretty well in the games that I've done. Like I, I won that first game I told you guys when I went to Arizona. Yeah. Um, nice. 
I did really well in Survival Challenge and Survivor Brooklyn South, but I don't think my desire is so much there, but I love to be able to give people that opportunity. And I don't know if you told Cody about this, Jacqueline, but we need to get Cody on Survivor in New York season six or so. Oh, man. I mean... I've been hesitant to uh, throw my hat into the <laughs> ring, but New York might be the one I couldn't resist. I, I'm telling I mean, you, the I get to come like by that. and like take pictures and stuff like that. Oh hell yeah! 100%. <laughs> Count me in. I mean, I don't think I could resist. <laughs> See, but you're committing to things on air now. That's true. So that's true. it's on the record. Now, now oh. we're going to actively plan a trip to New York when this oh, is going to we'll, film. I mean, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll get oh, into the right. we were just told that you could apply, not that you have like a shoe. Oh, that's true. That's like, true. You, know, you can apply. I will apply. Let's not get the horse before the cart. You have to get through Naomi. Naomi is like. I kind of put her in charge of the full-on casting, but I, I definitely have my input. But she's really great at creating a cast, like the season five cast. I I feel bad to even like bring up season five while we're talking about season four, <laughs> but the season five cast is amazing. Okay, it's really that good. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Oh my god, uh, we can't wait to watch season five. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty good. I um, yeah. I mean the castle alone has me just sitting here waiting. But well, and <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed that it's just uh, it's been since 2016. Like it, you feel like such a polished show that I'm just amazed that you haven't been doing it for you know a decade. I can't believe it's been more than half a decade though. That's the crazy part. I feel like. Yeah, I guess 2016 is further away than it, it feels just when <laughs> I when I say that initially. Yeah. So I have to talk about something before we get into this finale. Oh, yeah, right? please. You you guys call me Mr. Propesfeld because of <laughs> Cody's love for Seinfeld. Yes. Is that correct? Okay, so I told this to Jacqueline. I have a story about Seinfeld. Yes! Yes! Okay. So, <laughs> This is crazy about me. So I'll never forget it. In 20, no, 2008, it was December 2nd. I found out, I'm a big Britney Spears fan. I found out she was going to be performing on Good Morning America. So I went down to New York City the night before to go to the Ringling Brothers Circus in Lincoln Square to try and get into the audience for that show. Um, I went with this huge poster of Britney Spears' face. I mean, the thing was gigantic. <laughs> so I got in, got to see Britney perform, blah, blah, blah. After the show, I go to Starbucks in Lincoln Center, and I'm sitting there on the couch, and I see a man look at me, point at me, and laugh, <laughs> and then his friend turned around and looked at me and laughed too. And who was that? That was oh Seinfeld. <laughs> now was Jerry and he was he the pointer or was he the the person who turned left? He was the pointer and oh I, my god I will, ne I will never forget that moment. I, I could see it and I said holy fuck that's that Seinfeld guy. I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm 18 years old like you know I had watched a little bit of that show and I you know sure. 
I'm young. I just, and I was like, holy shit, that guy just like made fun of me to his friends <laughs> and pointed <Wow>. at me. <laughs> so it just, it triggers me sometimes when he's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, well, because I always think about him pointing at me and laughing. It's terrible. Me. You know, now Jerry, you are him though. Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> yes. you know, kind of an asshole, I will say. And I you're certainly, you know, I, You've you've taken all his good qualities and morphed into something far better with uh, the nickname. I'm gonna I go think. up to him and I'm gonna point at him. I'm I'm gonna say, I'm better than you now. <laughs> and I have the podcast to prove it. Listen to this ten second clip. <laughs> oh God. I, one thing Jerry Seinfeld could never do is successfully host a season of Survivor New York. I can tell you that. That I can I can totally agree with. <laughs> so I guess that that's an amazing story, and it really that's blows my mind. Embarrassing. I think it's more embarrassing, but okay. I think <laughs> you come across great and only Jerry Seinfeld. Brittany Hero, I mean, have you seen what's happened with her? Right. Seinfeld <laughs> oh, is God. the clear villain of the story, I think. Yes, he, he is the villain, for sure. So, I do have to ask, is it offensive that we reference him so often in comparison no. to you? It's not offensive <laughs> at all. I'm I'm just like laughing and just saying how <laughs> hilarious it makes me like go back to that moment in my life and just laugh because I had that weird connection with Seinfeld <laughs> at such an early age. So the the very first podcast when you guys call me that, my mind hadn't been to that place of oh my god oh, Seinfeld shit. laughing at me <laughs> and pointing at me like <laughs> a long time. Well, for nothing so else, we're certainly triggering. So, <laughs> so let's yeah. jump into the episode. <laughs> so we st- we do have these these great chapter titles, which you mentioned before, and I, I do really enjoy throughout the episode. And part one, you need to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> did you catch the moment when did, was that okay? Was it a quote, or was it like in reference to Davy being so pissed? Mm. I know he said that. He said, "Okay, I wasn't sure if he like had said that specifically." I didn't catch him. Usually, you're on the Cody's on the ball of catching those moments. Yeah, those title moments. Basically, he had said that he had never lied or blindsided Sarah and Jack before, and that they needed to be nice to him and basically threatened to not vote for them to win on the jury and oh yes so on right like so sassy my god <laughs> and like i love davy but it almost felt like a little bit entitled like you guys owe it to me kind of mentality because i mean it's true he never did lie to them he was always loyal to the two of them but he's he is Davy is always sassy, and I feel like that was kind of cranked up to eleven for the finale episode. He's real sassy here. He makes a point um, in this section. He's like, okay, which like I have not put my survivor brain in this train of thought before, but loved his like, okay, 
are you sure that you want to send someone to the jury right now who's mad at you, who's like a smooth talker and like going to get it in people's ears and like that was an interesting point to me that I hadn't like, I mean, obviously you think of like people talking about the experience and being on the jury, but like, yeah, you do need to send me off the right way here because I will be the voice in people's ears. Just found that really interesting. That's a really good point. And we all know that Davey is a talker and he is a, a big voice. So, you know, if they vote him off, he's definitely going to be right in. I mean, obviously Bennett's ear because they're friends and Alejandro's ear because they were, you know, an obvious pair in the game. So it, it is interesting. And as Paddock points out... No one's a goat, but some people aren't threats. Right. <laughs> the nice <laughs> way. That was the nicest compliment that she ever gave to certain people. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end, profusely apologizing yes. for all of her talking Fanics realizing that this will be aired <laughs> and her talking heads will be seen by the cast. Oh, I forgot to mention that I did, I did see Paddock this weekend, too. Oh, so, dang. That was fun. Um, so, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just, were some of the players, um, when filming, I'm assuming you saw them in filming this next season, is it nice to have players and other crew members from previous seasons coming in and, like, popping in and seeing how things are going? Yeah, it was really cool. And the funny thing was um, Paddock had become like a little celebrity because <laughs> a lot of the players had been watching um, the season. So when they saw that Paddock was their tri-handler for the game, they wanted to wow. ask her a lot of questions, but they weren't necessarily paying so much attention to their tri-mates. Oh, <laughs> so it was kind of like, Shoot, did we make a mistake? But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so getting into this challenge. Yeah, so the first immunity challenge of the episode, and it's the the like the balls in the holes challenge where you're mm -hmm. you're pulling the rope and it... right, you've got the two, you've got the the stick. There's like a wall with lots of holes. Yes. And you've got to stick with ropes and you're trying to get a ball up the wall without falling into a hole by pulling on the levers of either side of the stick. Rope. Until you get to the top holes. <laughs> and, and then get it through the hole. Yes. My God, and we have a challenge. <laughs> yeah, we've got two groups of three. And then the winner of each group playing at the very end. Yeah, I had a like... I'm sure that these all take so much time and energy to create. And like, how did it talk us through how that went for you, especially knowing how quickly like Sarah was like, oh, this is a quick way around this. <laughs> well, I had saw this challenge get done in Survivor Washington. And when I saw that an LRG had was able to do this, I said, oh, well, then I know I can do it, like, right. for sure. So we, me and my roommate had, like, worked on the whole design of this and 
getting everything perfect. And I was so excited for this. And there goes Sarah up for the first round <laughs> and she slammed that thing down. Oh, yeah. And all of us literally looked at each other and on production and there was all my family watching, friends. We were like, holy shit. She, <laughs> she hacked the game. She figured a way to, to change the game. And I had never thought about that strategy. I don't even know how it just came to her to do it that way. And it was mind-blowing. No, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Just even as a viewer, just to see her just with so much confidence, just to, like, roll up and... Uh, hey, yeah. balls to the wall? Yeah. Literally. And because of her... <laughs> because of her, that challenge will always have a new rule on it that you can't do that. Because of her. I mean... Sarah coming in with all these challenge hacks, trying to <laughs> find new ways to uh, get that win. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. So, yes. so Sarah just dominates the first round and um, leading into uh, Sarah versus Kyle in the, is there another round? It's it, Sarah wins at first and then it's Sarah versus no. Kyle wins the second round, yeah. obviously using Sarah's method. Right. Everyone's now using mm -hmm. Sarah's method. And then for the final round, Sarah oh, it was so close up against Kyle. Yeah. Real we were, like, yelling at the screen at this oh, point. My God. Just neck and neck the whole time. It was half a second, like difference. And so well, and then there was like the heavy lead and then, Oh, sorry. <laughs> punching the table i was so excited like the heavy lead and then the like fall behind and then the ah who's it gonna be well it looks like sarah has it and then yeah just that final second kyle eking it out it was cool though i mean to see sarah get bested by her own strategy was interesting um but I felt bad for Sarah because at that point she had come in like second and third in like every single challenge. And it was like, she's literally always the bridesmaid and never the bride. Never the bride, yep. So, and I just said that because I know you guys are getting married. <laughs> it's very on theme. Yeah. Even though we've totally fucked up wedding watch, it's fine. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's great. We're... You know, the idea of let's watch 27 wedding movies in the 20 weeks before we get married it ended up being yes. a little too much. It, it yeah, fell off. No, but... I think we did so... two. It's hard, I'm sure. You guys are busy. <laughs> <laughs> you would think when one of us is like not walking or doing anything, it'd be really easy to watch and talk about a movie, but. <laughs> and at this point in the episode, though, I'm, we paused and looked at, at the timestamp, and it's like seven, seven minutes, minutes in, yeah. and it's just, holy, so much has happened. It feels so jam-packed, so exciting, has such momentum to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels crazy that we're at that first cut, right? Which makes sense to have six, you know, six going in if we're moving at a fast pace. Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of other things that, unfortunately, were not included in that section of the episode, which could have elongated it. Um, so I'll tell you guys exclusively that um, during the previous challenge, 
um, the jury was able to watch the players um, play Otev. Okay. Andrea was the first person out. So Andrea was in earshot of the jury and they were basically trash talking her and she heard the whole thing. And a lot of the conversation in this, in this part of the episode was Sarah, Jack and her discussing what the jury had discussed about her and the remaining people. And when she told that to Sarah and Jack, it kind of like sealed Davy's fate. I didn't choose to put that in the episode because I just felt like it wasn't online with survivor. Like that would never happen on the real show. Um, so the edit basically just paints Davy as like a big target, which he is in his own right. And there was a lot of points to validate that enough to like make it its own part of the episode. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think that almost shed some light onto Andrea feeling a little bit like everyone's voting for me. Maybe I'm not the most liked person kind of being in that headspace a little bit on this episode. Yeah. I think I noted a few times that it's like, Oh, Andrea's like pointedly saying, yeah, everyone fucking hates me. So doesn't matter. Like, or some things. And it's just like that clues us in. Cause I, at first I was like, Oh man, you don't know that. Come on now. And then it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> you just, I'm talking. Sucks. That sucks. I'm sorry. I feel really bad for her, you know. Basically, she was always like a target when I feel like she should have been seen more as a swing vote for people. Mm-hmm. Um but she was she was just in the right alliances at the right time because obviously it just never the vote never went onto her fully. But she was just an easy vote to say, hey, why don't we just try to go for this person? Mm-hmm. Because everyone else just seems so, like, set in something. Where she and just it... seemed more like a loose cannon. Okay. Absolutely. I think that really has a foot in these short, um, short scope games that are just, you know, a long weekend. Versus, like, the 30 days that you're out. Um, just, it's so hard once a perspective or like a perception, sorry, of, of a person is started to change that sometimes when you're working on such a shortened timeline. I feel like that's something. Yeah. And perception comes up so much on this episode. It's such a a major theme of this episode in particular, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Well, and then, so uh, we kind of slide into, there's a little bit of, you know, Davey, (laughs) you know, the, the fuck the pink pack. Davey, Pink power? Fuck that! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I feel like it's a good, like, classic Davy hashtag. Right. And um, Davy gets a little bit on the defensive about having never... There's that moment where he's talking to both Jack and Sarah. He's like, Sarah, I, I never voted for Sarah, not once. I did vote for you, Jack, but that was just because, you know, you were the target. And- yeah. And, like, I appreciate the, like, Sarah, I never fucking voted. Well, yeah, I voted for you, whatever, Jack. Like, even in that <laughs> final six moment, you're still getting that vibe of, like, yeah, whatever, Jack. And that, that bums me out, but also, like, not to talk on it too soon, but that moment nearing endish times where I feel like Jack kind of gets his back, I, I'm glad he has that type of moment because I feel like he's very much the, like, 
yeah, whatever, Jack, <laughs> a couple of times. I thought that was so funny when he had gotten, like, on the defensive to Sarah and was like, yeah, I never put down your name. And then Jack is like, you said my name. And then he smiled and he's like, yeah, I did say your name. <laughs> it was just, like, it was just so cute. Like, it was just so, it was just so Davey. It's so Davey. Yeah. I just wish, like, he didn't, had like, had it mentioned to Kyle that he had the extra vote and also at the same time said, hey, can mm. you throw two votes and, like, make it a tie? Because it obviously made it apparent what he was trying to do. Yeah. Um, this sucks. Because I, I really would have loved Davey to stay in this this point. I think that you'll especially feel that when we talk here after Tribal. Um, <laughs> but I feel, you know, Davey, when you have something like an extra vote, it's not something you can just keep and, like, use strategically most of the time. I feel like it's definitely needed for leverage. And that's what I kind of wish would have, like, he would have been able to, like, leverage it a little bit here. I mean, I think he was on the right track with his idea. I think if he had, if he was able to keep that extra vote a complete secret and then had asked Sarah and Jack to just make it a tie and then on the revote vote amount uh, it would okay. have been it would have been like absolutely brilliant it would have worked and it would have changed like his entire game but because he was too open about it I think that's what in the end I guess screwed him over oh well, I think he was so alone at the point of him trying to use it too yeah mm-hmm. he, he didn't have a lot he could a lot of wiggle room at that point and so, I mean, like, we're, we're kind of talking around it, but yeah, so it, it ends up being two votes for Andrea, four votes for Davey, Davey is out. Gotta know, what were they eating at Tribal? We yeah, saw we some clips of people Alejandro's eating. kind of snacking when he comes mm. in. I want to say it was burgers and hot dogs and, like, chips. Love it. We, we love to do the burgers and hot dogs type of thing around here. Do you feed the people who are not on the jury? Like the players of themselves? Yes. <laughs> we, 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 I do feed everybody. Yes. Because That's nice. Survivor, Survivor New York is more about getting to play the strategical and challenge basis of Survivor more so than the hunger and starvation <laughs> um, portion. Um, Sarah is even a vegan and we had food especially like on the side for her so like everybody got something over the weekend love it um yeah so bye Davey and I do just have a note here I think it, it holds true to all the tribals this episode but Patty is just so giggly <laughs> at all the tribals and love all his facial expressions <laughs> reacting to things being said at tribal I also, Colin Paddock's quote, I'm going in the pool. I I was waiting <laughs> for that pool challenge all season. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, first of all, hilarious that Paddock said that because I never knew she said that until I saw that voting professional and it was a very <laughs> long time before I saw that. And it was, I was dying because I would have loved to see her jump in the pool. That um, 
the best. I did. I've had pool challenges in Survivor New York Zero, One, and Two. But with the pool challenge, a lot of people, like, shake my pool and have Mm. caused damage to it. So Uh that's why there hasn't been a pool challenge since Survivor New York Season 2. Too fucking reckless. Those those rowdy castaways in there. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, now that we have... Wait, I just need to say, I'm all in for Davey for All-Stars. Throwing it out there. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> Naomi, I'm coming at you with that that uh, campaign. Uh, <laughs> Davey has the Survivor Cast International backing for the All-Stars. You know vote. what? I think in All-Stars, it's too hard to cast like myself. I've always thought about more so approaching every single person who's ever played Survivor New York and saying, hey, would you be interested in playing All-Stars? And then whoever says yes, just put them on a voting ballot. Yes. Let the public decide. Please. I don't don't hold any responsibility for who the cast is. Like it it literally just comes up to like the votes. But that's a that's a good idea. We'll see. (laughs) Waiting for it. Okay. So this is something that I was really curious if you had any awareness on if we did this or not. Yes, there's a, a tradition <laughs> when we get to the final five, we do a little something called the Spice Girl game. And we I remember talking about this. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we have our final five. And we're gonna designate each of them one member of the Spice Girls. You guys don't understand how big of a Spice Girls fan I am. Oh my gosh. You see, we've done this before. It's it's a little hit or miss whether or not the the guest is, you know, able to fully participate. So I'm glad we have a fan. So for listeners who play along, you're thinking Sporty Spice, Baby Spice, Posh, Ginger, and Scary Spice. And we've got Andrea, Kyle, Jack, Paddock, and Sarah. Well, we have to start off that Andrea is a ginger. Yes. So it would only be fitting if she is ginger spice. I, we we discussed a little bit before recording. Is that too obvious? But I think you're right. It It's just the correct way to go with it. Is that what you did on your list? Yes. I have Andrea as ginger spice. <laughs> and I think I'm open to, you know, just kind of doing like we do it all together. We just have a conversation and designate. As a group, do the the group designation. I mean, I'm still going to share what I fucking wrote down. Oh, please, of course. <laughs> I, said Andrea, I did not want to give Andrea ginger spice. I feel that people keep trying to put Andrea in a ginger box. Oh, boy. Trying to make her feistier than she is. Trying to make her of course you have big, pushing back of course more you, than she is. You have big opinions on this, of course. I And I was only more supported in this answer once i saw her finale outfit Ooh. but andrea's oh. posh spice for me oh. we're rocking the posh there <laughs> okay <laughs> i will admit that i didn't quite know who to give posh spice to and so it was the last one i designated and it ended up going to jack 
And I'm like, you know, Jack, he's kind of regal. He's kind of stoic. <laughs> and then you just totally so funny. threw away your list and agreed with Chris Lord. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I thought you guys were going to go on the uh, the other end of Posh Spice, that she's the least talented one. She cannot sing. She, <laughs> she used, she used auto-tune during the whole career, and she can't dance either. So I was thinking you guys were going to go more so on that end with her. <laughs> Not that she's fancy. <laughs> I mean, I could. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna be silent on that one. <laughs> it's possible you know more about the Spice Girls than we do. In particular, um, spi- posh Spice, I would say. That yeah. So then, okay, if we went Andrea Ginger, like Chris Lord is suggesting, then Chris, who is your posh Spice? <laughs> I would <laughs> I would put Jack just because I didn't think I saw him make any moves and I don't think that Posh Spice made any moves see Jack is Posh holds up no matter how you look at the Posh <laughs> Spice dynamic because okay. Jack was your Posh? Jack was my Posh as well damn okay I put Jack down as Scary Spice Specifically thinking about the time that he uh, leaped over Paddock to grab the idol that she just sacrificed her entire body for. Um, it was oh just a little God. scary moment. So, Can I just say that that tree is like in a view shot every day when I like leave my house to go to my car. And I can't not see it and not think of that moment. And the fact that Paddock was near the the top of that tree is mind-blowing to me. And the idol was so low to the ground that nobody saw it. And Bennett, like, walked past it three times. It's just... It's so funny. <laughs> and true true story, Liska, Alex, Forstenhausler, and I hit that idol the night, be- the night of the merge, actually. And we tried to make it as easy as possible. And it just wasn't that easy. So you had Jack as scary. I had Sarah as scary spice. Just because I feel like she was bringing the like the hard competitive vibes. All right. I Uh, agree with that. I love it. I put I put Sarah as ginger spice. A little spicy. A little feisty. (laughs) Being a little gingery. <laughs> okay, so then we're left with Sporty and Baby, and That's none obvious. of us have mentioned Kyle or Paddock. So okay, I'm saying obvious. Paddock's Baby Spice, right? Of course, right? Totally. Totally. <laughs> Paddock is Baby Spice, and Kyle Sporty Spice. Pat expressions like Baby Spice, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. We totally. did it. And not too much arguing. No. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk final five into four into the end of our finale. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International, Survivor New York finale with special guest Chris Lord. 
Hey. The one and only. <laughs> yes, your Lord and Savior. Yes. I ma'am. mean, the only one we recognize. No. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> See, I, I, I would have never I would have never worried that the Seinfeld nickname might be problematic. That was the one I'm always like, I don't know what you know, original religious affiliations might be like that might be the one that's worrisome. I mean I guess technically it's taking the Lord's name in vain, maybe. It depends on how you look at it, I guess. <laughs> So blast well, right over. Yeah, just <laughs> moving right along. Um, <clears throat> Into the balance challenge. Yes, our next immunity challenge. Uh, classic endurance. They've got these kind of like long poles that they're balancing tiny Statue of Liberties on the, the flat end of. Yeah. How did, where did this like I've I've seen lots of balance challenges. I don't know if I've seen any with like the long pole with the foot out with something. How did that? So um, in Survivor, Edge of Extinction, the merge challenge was like called like the boom mic endurance challenge. Basically, it's the pole, the, the same pole, but being held the opposite way, like up in the air. Yeah. So technically this challenge could run either way but i had liked doing it the opposite way um because i felt like you were like it was a little bit heavier and a little bit harder to control being that it's lower to the ground Um, yeah so that's how that kind of came about and i just love the idea of putting like a little statue of liberty there (laughs) in like essence of survivor new york and like i found those in times square like two weeks before the game it was just like so cool i'm just like sitting over here in awe of your life oh we just like randomly went to times square (laughs) and found those no biggie it sounds crazy (laughs) as a a midwesterner it's fine it's fine Times Square is not that great, guys. Don't worry. Oh, I, 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 yes, I hear from New Yorkers that it's like it's of course the like the touristy the the thing that's not mm-hmm. New Yorker you want to experience or be doing. I I would give up Times Square for the Mall of America in a heartbeat. Well, no, I hate to break it to you, but the Mall of America is not that great. It's, <laughs> See? It really is See? just a giant mall. But. One fun fact that not many people do know about Minnesota and malls is we are home to the first indoor, right? The Bloomington? The no- oh, yeah. I'll shout out the uh, uh, another podcast, the great podcast, 99% Invisible. They have an episode on the Southdale Center in Minnesota, which is legitimately the first mall in the United States. Yeah. Oh. We're, the, we're the state of malls. Yeah, we're the. Have you guys been? Have you been to this mall before? We have. Yeah, they we... have a Dave and Buster's in it that we will play games with uh, Cody's kiddo with there. Yep. that's cool. So now that we're on this, you know, things. What is uh, as a New Yorker? What is something that's not overrated about New York? Is the pizza, the bagels? Is there something that you do just love about your state or your city? Well, I'm about an hour and a half north from New York City. Sure. So my area is more about like the mountains and like um, 
the river, Hudson River, and I think the beauty of nature is more here down there. It's like the hustle and bustle, the subways. I lived in New York City for a little bit, and I go there a lot for like, you know, friends, doctor's appointments, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's just too busy for me. Um, I'm sorry. I I forget your question. <laughs> that was that was a that was the perfect nature. response. Nature, nature is yeah. the thing that you love. Mark. <laughs> yes, that's what I love the most. Is that <laughs> it's the underrated part because when people around the world think New York, that's what they think about, and it's very unfortunate for for people like me because it's like there's so much more to New York than Manhattan. And even outside of Manhattan, like, there's so many great parts of, like, Brooklyn and the Bronx and other places, not just Manhattan. Are we naming all the Borough Buddies now? Oh, my God, the (laughs) Borough Buddies. The Borough Buddies. Let me say this. I feel like Paddock would be Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Jack would be... uh, I don't know if Staten Island is a borough, but if it is... Staten Island is a borough. (laughs) Can Um, I tell you the only reason I know this is because I started reading this book called The City We Became. And, like, all these people are being inhabited by each borough of New York. It's totally a tangent. But, yes, Staten Island is considered a borough. (laughs) I, I, I have been to Staten Island many times, and I can say that it is a really scary place oh. <laughs> and like the people are kind of just scary <laughs> and a lot of people hate to say that Staten Island is part of New York City and there's a whole drama about that but I feel like I know. need to know what can what, <laughs> what makes Staten Islanders scary just just ask anybody that lives in Manhattan if Staten Island really is part of New York, and they probably would tell you no. Um, <laughs> and ask them, could you make fun of somebody from Staten Island? And I feel like they would all gladly do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'm gonna be like messaging Kai or something. I think I'm um, gonna get canceled for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Don't worry. We we have a, a tiny listenership, and a lot of them are just people on Survivor New York. So you're safe. <laughs> so as long as you're not casting any Staten Islanders, you're fine. <laughs> oh shit! Did I really do that? <laughs> <laughs> and we have a strong uh, Polish listener base as well. So yes. I, I think they're going to be okay with this. <laughs> okay, I love I love the Polish. So no no problem there. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Give me a sausage any day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, okay. Well, let's, wait, let's, let's not dig into that too much so uh, yes jack was the first one to uh drop the balance in the transition yes and then andrea right afterwards the decisive host action yeah jumping in there and you're out of here because andrea had forgotten to move one of the two hands to the next section of the poll yep um someone's like five minutes felt like 15 minutes i'm sure like you're getting all shaky um paddock goes out at the second transition and then we're down to kyle versus sarah 
And I'm yelling at Kyle to not get distracted. Oh, because he he kind of switched up the the holding up. He's, he's doing the boom mic version of it more so at this point, yes. where it is more so up in the air. Mm-hmm. Right. Both are wobbling. And then Sarah does. They get their first win. So Sarah pulls it out. Kyle kind of he he mentions later that his back started to cramp, and then yeah, he just kind of I don't know if he stumbles, but he just he's suddenly just out. And you know that this is yeah. like his like. Okay, bye, Kyle. <laughs> like, you're definitely yeah. going home, Kyle. Like, there's no, there, you're, there's no way forward with this other four people in your final five. No one is as liked as you are. There's no way. Like, there's literally nothing that I feel like he could do to secure himself a spot in losing this. I agree, and but at the same time, I'm very confused because. I had known that he had thought that the final four would be him, Paddock, um, Sarah, and Jack. But as soon as he loses immunity, all his like confessionals and his strategy talks are like, oh, I'm the one out. It's 100% me. It's obviously me. And I'm thinking, like, well, if you're saying that so quickly, then you were never confident in that four and you had the opportunity to flip at the final 10, at the final 9, at the final 8, and you didn't do it. So yeah, it's, disappo- it's disappointing, I think. And I, I think I went into that immunity challenge like thinking he was going to win because he was so solid the entire time until he started like lifting that pole up. And that's when it, it dropped. Being as likable as Kyle was, do you think there was any combination of castaways he could have gone or gotten to this point with and pushed for further there was no chance i think from this point um because jack and andrea were never gonna do it and i don't think sarah was gonna do it the only hope which is my favorite part about this section of the episode is that paddock had seriously considered using her idol on him Yes. The, the three of them were never going to vote for Paddock because it didn't make sense because she held the idol. So she knew that and she knew that she could save Kyle. But the scary part about saving Kyle is if he wins immunity, then she now becomes the biggest threat. He could easily just vote for her to go and then he would, you know, unanimously win the game. Um, that was that was the threat for that for her to do that. It does become kind of a, a, it becomes like a tantalizing option at this point in the game to to see Paddock maybe play that idol for Kyle, just because it would be such an interesting move, and it would kind of, it would mix things up moving into that next part of the game. I wouldn't be, you know, will Kyle win immunity, as you said, and how is it all going to shake out? It's fun how it works out the way it does, but I was finding myself almost hoping she would play it for Kyle. In this after after immunity before tribal, we get that little glimpse of Andrea referencing the fact that nobody's like nobody's going to vote for her, nobody wants her to win, nobody like like giving us a little bit of that insight that you talked about earlier about her overhearing some of the jury members. Um right. and I just I wonder if there was 
could have on like I don't know could Andrea team up with Kyle with the most likable and like I don't know I know that they've been like butting heads but well the thing that does happen that almost uh prevents the uh the Kyle Paddock proposal um, from happening is that the ladies Alliance almost mm-hmm. starts to form here of Andrea, Sarah and Paddock now doing that type thing. See, but I feel like, and this is kind of talked about a little bit. I feel like the ladies Alliance was something in the back of their minds for at least the last three or four or five votes. I feel like the ladies Alliance keeping that Paddock, Andrea, Sarah, vibe i think they knew that they wanted to get rid of kai that they didn't want kai in that group of ladies at the end but i feel like the ladies alliance was pretty going for a little while yeah i agree and i i mean i don't want to go super deep into the next part but i think that if jack didn't win the next immunity i think he would have been voted out Uh yeah so we do we do lose sad, sad Kyle. But there is this, like, Sarah gets really mad or, like, gets very frustrated on her face um, when Kyle brings up the final three ladies. Oh, like, before the vote? When before kinda, the vote, yeah. Yeah, well, there's kind of an interesting thing where, you know, I mean, Paddock is openly talking about the fact that Kyle and she have d- discussed the possibility of Paddock playing their idol for Kyle and uh, Paddock also kind of openly discusses that Jack has said that Paddock will be the next one to go in the final four. Yeah, and that also ticked off Sarah. Like, I feel like Sarah is feeling like, felt maybe like she had her thumb on the fellas a little bit more than she is realizing that she did in this tribal. Um, and I think there's just like some some real flushing out of gameplay live. Like most of the time you're not going to have those conversations with everybody about the strategies that are happening when there's still so many pieces that can be shifted. And so that was something that I found really interesting throughout this episode is like how vocal and just like with it, like with having these conversations were, if that makes sense. (laughs) do you feel yeah do i feel how oh do you feel like um positives and negatives to having these conversations like paddock pointing out or like paddock being like oh yeah kyle came to me and asked like pitched me on using the idol on him like having these pieces of conversation just like full-fledged out in the front of everybody i thought it was interesting especially since she was so honest about an all-girls thing too to um i love everything was just it's just funny because everything is kept a secret up until tribal and then and it happens so much at like forever new york tribals where it just opens up and it opens up so wide and then you just see this fight of Alex saying that he's the not Alex, I'm sorry, Kyle saying that he's the most trustworthy, and then Andrea and Sarah are fighting for Paddock not to use it, and Jack is fighting for her not to use the idol on him, and it just conflicts Paddock so much. 
on what to do. What's the best move here? And she ultimately decides that she would rather go into a final four knowing that if she doesn't win immunity, she's probably going to get votes and could get voted out. But mm-hmm. the, the reverse is if Kyle's there with her, it could happen still. And I think yeah. she, she, she'd rather Sarah, Jack, or Andrea win at that point, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. It's definitely a, a bit of a roll of a dice. And with how things... It would have been... Again, not to get too far ahead, but you know there is a, a rock draw that happens. And it would have been interesting to see how everything would have shaken out had that not been the case as well. Yeah. So... Paddock ultimately decides not to use the idol for Kyle, uses the idol for herself, being like, you can't go to bed with the idol in your pocket. (laughs) Right, it's just too risky of a move, right? Yeah. Kyle's Um, out. Before we leave this tribal, what's in the red solo cups? I would assume it would be like soda. (laughs) But I know that there was a point with the jury that they had snuck off and like got alcohol. <laughs> so I don't, I can't confirm that it's alcohol in there, but I know that at some point they definitely had, and this is the first time I had ever heard about this. They had White Claw. What? I, never heard, I never heard of White Claw before Survivor New York, and that was filmed in August of 2019. I had never heard of. <laughs> and I'm like, a, what the hell is a white claw? What a timestamp! The and like, re- go, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, absolutely. It's just that's funny. That, that that feels like just right around that time where it was popping off white claws. I think so. And then we cut to Emily wanting Jack out. <laughs> Yeah, we um and Jack wins uh, the next immunity, right? That immunity was like really like I felt like there were a lot of components happening, and I maybe lost track a little bit of all the steps. Well, not, not too many, <laughs> well, less than you okay. might be thinking. So the challenge was they had to race out to um, the ground to get a key. Um, and they had to race back to their starting point to unlock a box which had a ball in it. And then they had to use their wooden flat disc to balance the ball all the way back to their puzzle. And then at the puzzle, they had to, uh, it was a three by three puzzle, and they had to add up 15 on each row. It just didn't have to add up diagonally. Okay. Um, so that was the co- the challenge. Unfortunately, um, my original Final Four challenge, I forget what it was. I just know that it had, it just wasn't going to work. Um, so midway through the day, I had to actually change a, a few aspects of it, and I came up with this. Um, but unfortunately, Jack knew the puzzle as soon as I had announced what the puzzle was going to be. So he knew he just had to get to the puzzle, and he would win it. Yeah, watching. Kind of bad. Even with that in mind, though, it's crazy that Paddock really held their own and almost beat Jack. That last minute, like, ah, Chris! Yeah, the back and forth <laughs> between the two of them. 
I will say, like, being now that, like, watching live reality games and different um, spins of live Survivor, I feel like there are lots of opportunities for people who are avid fans who want to play one of these games to, like, analyze and watch and learn a lot of these challenges that like show up maybe they're a little bit different or maybe they're you're using components but i feel like there there are lots of ways for um those avid fans to really put some feathers in their cap in regards to knowing how to do some of the like trickier parts of different challenges I, I agree. I think that that's really what a lot of these Survivor fans are doing before, like, auditioning for the real show, is they're trying to, like, figure out what they can do to practice. And I know a lot of people have said to me, like, before Survivor New York, like, oh, I tried to, like, balance a ball on, like, a wooden disc, or <laughs> I tried to do, like, the wobbly stack challenge. Like, there's just little things. Um... That's why I have to try and, like, create so many new challenges for the most part, because I don't want people to try and um, practice. Speaking of, like, people using these games as, like, practice for trying out for, you know, CBS Survivor, who out of this cast could you see, you know, really taking, taking that next step and doing the full going out into the wilderness thing? Um, it would probably be... I have three. It would probably oh. be Be Bennett, Kai, and uh, Paddock. Those would be the three people I think could, could get on the show and would do really, really well. I mean, Kai is, I think, a, I'm pretty sure she's a Division One athlete. In swimming, um, Bennett, I, I know, has gotten really close. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but <laughs> Bennett <laughs> has gotten, Bennett's gotten close to be on the show, and I think this product has a really great story and a great personality that could get her cast. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I think those are the the prime three to pick. Or Dresden. Or Dresden. <laughs> I, I, okay, I take that back. Andresden too. And no interest yourself to ever be on the, the CBS version? Or... I, would, I would be terrible, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we're moving into the second to last tribal. Now, I, I had this brain thought that it's like, this would be a prime time to get Sarah out. For Paddock too? And like, really, like, if Paddock could get Andrea on board and be like, okay, you and I are going to vote Sarah. Jack will vote for Paddock. And we know Sarah is like on the fence to vote Andrea because they want to like have Paddock's back. This could be that minute to like get Sarah, someone who else is, you know, up there as far as people paying attention to her, get her out of the game. You know, I agree with that. I, I'm first of all, I'm in awe of Sarah's gameplay that nobody ever wrote down her name, and she was able to get 
all the way to the end, never with her name even thrown out there until the final four, because you see the footage of like Paddock and Andrea discussing it. Well, I think Paddock's relationship with Sarah, you know, before the game sort of influenced her decision because she, she knew when Sarah had said that she was going to vote for Andrea, that that's what Sarah was going to do. And she was probably in a better position to just vote for Andrea to guarantee the tie, um, then take a risk and vote for Sarah. And then Andrea just votes for Paddock. And then it's like a two, one, one situation. Right. So I think it was very self-preservation mode for Paddock that she was just going to do what she knew that she trusted and the most trust she had is Sarah. But then that moment of like, oh, but uh, y'all are not going to challenge it out. The three of you are going to go to rocks. I think. What's funny is they look so shocked. I put that in the rules. (laughs) If they had read the rules, it said that you would go to rocks even in final four. Um, so everybody's like shocked. I'm like, damn, nobody read the goddamn rule. Right. <laughs> of course. Well, I'm not spending that much time on those next time. The fine print. <laughs> we got Kyle with that glow up. Yeah, so I'm just uh, saying. Kyle comes in as part of the jury here. And uh, yeah, he's looking fly in his shirt. And I feel like his glow up began in that moment and hasn't stopped because <laughs> he's rocking that long hair these days and looking pretty fly. I didn't even recognize him when I saw that that long hair. I was like, oh my god, that's Kyle. I That's just crazy how quickly that grew. We're all about it. Um, and then, okay, so there's this moment in the middle of the one of the first questions that Andrea's answering during that Final Four Tribal. And there's like this little you see a quick cut moment. <laughs> quick, quick cut moment. So I'm wondering how how do you determine like what parts of film you keep, what parts you need to cut, what is moving the story forward versus what's just like the you know, dead. It's it's really hard because I can't I can't leave everything in there. I mean, I could but then it would be like super long. Um, <laughs> I'm being honest, in the case of Andrea, she got very little sleep and a lot of her confessionals and a lot of her talking at tribal is a lot of like, like, um, uh, uh, and it's like, she, she was just so tired that she couldn't even like really focus on what she was saying a lot of the time. So I think in a lot of the cuts at tribal, it's, uh, it's just to make up time, and she's kind of just saying like, like, um, uh, over and over, and really drawing it out till she finally gets to her point. Um, and also repetitiveness that people are basically saying the same thing twice. And I try and look at everything as like a storyline, and there's a vision behind everything. And if it if it makes sense to that storyline, I'm gonna keep it in. If it doesn't really fall in line with it that i'm just gonna edit it out sure yeah there must be so much that goes into it that we don't even consider on just the editing side of it well and as you're describing it i'm like shoot (laughs) andrea just sounds like a episode of survivor cast international then um 
yes, no editing over here. We've got no one to come in and cut out my oh, ums so and ramblings and. And then okay, so <laughs> we've got this coding. tie. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I just want to say, Cody, this is the quietest I've honestly ever heard you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, uh, I like to, I don't want to, we like to let the guests shine a little bit. I always take a little <laughs> bit more of a backseat on the guest. I appreciate episode. that. I mean, but, uh, I just love hearing you guys talk. <laughs> Was that Chris telling me to shut the fuck up? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love when Jacqueline whispers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Jackie whisper. Hashtag yes. whisper <laughs> to sleep. No. <laughs> um, okay, but fuck yes, Jack. I was so... Okay, I'm just you gonna... Love this moment of Jack taking some power and deciding that we are going to go to rocks, after all. And you know what? You know what, Sarah? You just flipped on me, girl. I didn't think that you were going to make this a thing. I thought we were just going to get rid of Paddock, wash our hands, move on. But no, you had to go do your splitsies thing. So you know what? Draw a rock. That is what I figured Jack was saying in his brain. I can tell you right now his exact <laughs> words. He went up to the voting booth. He tapped on that table for like a good 30 seconds. And then he said, fuck it, go to rocks. And oh, he yes. folded his vote and he sat back down. And as soon as he turned around, me and like Alex Forsenhauser, who was like the vote keeper and the vote, yes. you know, orderer, we were like, holy shit, this is crazy. So crazy. A big move for Jack, a, a big baller move for Jack. Broke my entire heart that it did not earn him a vote yeah coming up here and then they draw rocks and andrea has been talking the whole episode that everyone's voting for her and even the rocks vote for andrea i know like as jack talks about a little bit later like that was his worst case scenario like oh Mm -hmm. man get rid of paddock that's goal number one get rid of sarah well that's what you get for turning your back on me and you're probably going to win because you're a really good player. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, nope, get rid of the only person that maybe is going to help me get some votes. <laughs> well, Poor Jack. I mean, not getting so into tribal final tribal, but I think in the scenario of Jack and Andrea making it that Sarah or product would win maybe eight to zero oh man like i i feel bad to say that because i love everybody but just based on the jury's like reactions and thoughts at that time and you know being around them that's the vibe that i was getting so when sarah and paddock both made it with jack i was like okay this is gonna be good this is gonna be a good final and yeah it was (laughs) yeah let's get into it A, a great final so, opening statements. Do you want to start there? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, what does this mean? Sarah did vote for you, exclamation point. Uh, I don't know what I'm referencing. But uh, we've got Paddock and Sarah work together from the start, kind of keeping their friendship on the DL. Same, like, 
I like the little nod that uh, um, I'm trying to remember if Davy, yeah, Davy nodded. I wasn't sure if it was Bennett or Davy. Davy being like, my best friend's on the jury too. Like, cool to have a friend that you keep on secret level. And speaking of Paddock, I love Paddock pre-tribal, just flat out saying, "I'm, I'll get nasty if I have to." Like, oh my god, I will come out if necessary. I have a different pre-tribal Paddock thing. Um, when she was like, "I don't like hugging strangers." I've hugged a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I love that. But my favorite part has to be Jack saying, like, if he gets zero jury votes, it's like a final three horror show. Like, when I heard that for the first time, I laughed so hard. And I obviously had to make that the section title. Yeah, of course. Yep. (laughs) And then your heart broke because that is exactly what happened to Jack. Yeah. Poor Jack. <laughs> Poor Jack. Uh, Jack and Sarah. Okay. Oh. And we, we, we have two vets oh, and one yeah. contender going yes. into the final tribal. Mm-hmm. And which, I mean, fucking sweet for Jack to make it to the end as the only player that's never played. That's like fucking great. And it's, um, it's kind of in this opening, um, statement portion that i think paddock really starts to lay out their resume and lay like a in it's blowing like alejandro's mind is blown i think this is maybe the moment where paddock cements it for themselves i have even that jack and sarah are trying their best not to be like totally gagged by some of the things that paddock is like dropping on them like you see jack for a minute like mouth drop quickly close like eyes the jury to be like oh hopefully you didn't just see me like also react like damn paddock that's fucking great um so that was really great i agree i think the the best part of the final travel was um paddock admitting she had the vote doubler and everybody realizing that andrea never voted for kyle and it was it was truly shocking because every single person on that jury had known about that moment and truly believed Andrea was lying, even when she probably joined the jury and told them that she didn't vote for Kyle. They probably yeah, absolutely. didn't believe her until that moment. <laughs> Did Kyle? I wonder if Kyle just felt like a total asshole for holding that against her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious because I'm going to be talking to him soon, so I'll definitely ask him that. And then we kind of we move into each of the jury members having their time to speak to the finalists. And all I'm gonna say is Bennett, Tiger Shirt. Oh, meow. So unbuttoned. Yes. Hello, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got the chest to flaunt. I guess you go for it. Right? I feel like he was missing a like gold chain. <laughs> That's all that was missing from that look for me with the like super V neck. Slightly hairy chest, tiger shirt. Can he have a gold chain. tooth too? Yes. Yes. One, there we go. Gold tooth. <laughs> Bennett, if you're listening, we've crafted you a whole new look. <laughs> Get on it, my man. I'm pretty sure Bennett's coming to talk South Africa really soon, and I'm sure we'll hear all about it. <laughs> I think one of the funniest things that I didn't know until I did my podcast with Bennett was. Davy saying 
Yeah, me and Bennett are good friends. We go to each other's houses all the time. And I thought that was just so funny. Like, that was his validation of their friendship. (laughs) (laughs) They go to each other's houses. (laughs) Bennett, do you go, or Davey, do you go stand outside Bennett's house and that's you going over to each other's houses all the time? (laughs) Just in proximity to Bennett's house constantly. I am staring at the bushes, but I'm over here. So we're over here all the time. Just kidding, Davey. Hashtag slash pod. Um, yeah, so there's Bennett. Uh, yeah, we get kind of like there's the there's the person who's going to come up and kind of hold your feet to the fire and maybe ask a difficult question. Alejandro asking what their best lie was. Yeah. And during this answer, you hear the crows in the background. Just like you can tell that someone's about to be slaughtered. <laughs> uh, Billy um, talking about mm. yeah, asking Jack um, you know it seemed like Sarah was the shepherd and you were just like her faithful little sheep following along the whole time and then Andrea just straight up ignores Jack and is like okay how are you two ladies like how was your game different I like as this tribal goes on I'm sure Jack is feeling like oh fuck I'm definitely not getting anything and we're sitting over here feeling like, oh, fuck, Jack's definitely not getting anything. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that flip move would have gotten him a little something. But he did He did try to explain that. And there, I think the most interesting point, which I really do love about Jack, is that TJ had asked him about his moves. And then Jack was very honest in saying that he doesn't think he drove any of the moves and he just Mm -hmm. was a a, was just a part of them yeah Uh, but there was this really nice moment about sarah basically saying that saying to jack no no you did do this move and you did do that move and it was like i think really nice of sarah to do that especially in that moment to yeah to be vouching for his game in that moment to to validate that that is a it's a really magnanimous thing to be doing i mean it also seriously points to sarah's understanding of like yeah jack's definitely not going to be getting votes here so it's totally fine for me to like talk him up and like give him some props because i don't think it's gonna hurt my outcome here i think just with from starting with that question from billy moving onward it just becomes very clear that that is, then we've known it before the tribal, but that's the perception of Jack in this game that he was a goat and that he he was along for the ride, and maybe that's why he's there. And I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but I think that's just kind of the narrative that he isn't going to be able to get around. <laughs> right. Yeah. The thing about Jack is that he's a really nice guy. He's not a natural born liar. Like he had a really hard time, and I've seen it on the footage. He couldn't really lie to people. When he was, when he had to lie, he would like start drinking on his water bottle. Um, it was just like a funny, nervous thing from him, and he always had like nervous little taps with like the voting pen. And I think it was, for his case, this like shock moment of getting to play Survivor, and it was so exciting, so exhilarating being a part about the whole experience. That you all you almost lose the lack of focus of, oh, I'm here to play 
this game to try to win this game. I'm not here just to play it and be a part of it. I need to focus on trying to win the game. And I think that's where Jack lost. And I'm not going to be mad that maybe that's not everyone's priority coming into the game. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if it was my first game, like, I don't know if I, I mean, <laughs> I've already seen multiple instances that show that I would be the worst player on any live reality survivor game and would be the first person voted out. But like, I am, I'm kind of in for the, like, I maybe don't know my way around this. I maybe would be like delighted to win. I'm going to fight to win, but like winning is not on the forefront experiencing this building friendships doing something that i love is maybe a little bit more important and i don't hate that i agree with that yeah i think that's a that's solid yeah can i tell you what else i don't hate what davy davy yes (laughs) give me a compliment just tell me something nice about me just fully (laughs) A hundred percent Davying in this moment. uh, I'm a little salty at you. Please make me feel better with compliments. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen that as a like question at a final tribal before. I love that question, especially coming from Davy. My God. (laughs) I mean, I love that he's like, you need to say enough, but uh not say too much i'm gonna say that no one was successful in that (laughs) don't lose my attention but don't undersell it either yeah another iconic moment uh tj owning up to the jack vote so that being something that everyone is now aware of where that vote came from We've got Kyle asking what shaped the season for you. What is like the moment that like yeah, was like a the standout most, like, moment? A unique moment. I thought, and then Kai. Oh, sorry. Go, go, go. No, I, just, I just thought it was funny that Jack put the digging challenge. It, it, <laughs> it, it really does trigger the cast that they were digging in the sand for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was it was excruciatingly hot, too. That was a hot mess, but it, it was it was fun to watch. When Bennett was talking, he said, like, last night when we merged, and it just, like, mind reminded me of, like, yeah, like, this is happening all very quickly and very in close succession to each other. And so, yeah, figuring out, like, oh, man, that digging in the sand challenge was, like... <laughs> five six weeks ago eight weeks ago but now it's like no that was like a day and a half ago and it's something that's very forefront in my mind as a player i think that's really nice to see it's hilarious that nobody i feel like the concept of time changes when you play a game that's one or two days long because people are constantly saying like tonight or you know, a couple days ago. And it's like, no, that was like 12 hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, uh, well, we come to Kai with a good question to round everything out with. How did you outwit 
outlast and outplay. And, you know, they all kind of, they, they speak to similar things, I feel like, as far as their individual moves that they've already kind of talked about. And they all kind of have the same response for outlasting, of course. Well, here I am. Right. <laughs> I outlasted you because I'm here. <laughs> I, as, okay, as votes are coming in, I definitely thought it was going to be landside Plattic. I'm like, no way is there going to be, like, Okay, we're seeing two for Sarah. That must mean there are two votes for Sarah. Yeah. No votes for Jack because we didn't see any, and the rest are all Paddock. Chris, did you have any in that moment before the votes came in? Were you feeling it was going to go one way versus another? I was very confident at that in the beginning that it was going to be Paddock because she had played so like openly, and you know, all of production knew about like every idol finds her finding the the challenge advantage like all these things were just so apparent so me not seeing i didn't get to see sarah's game until i got to watch the footage and so i'm sitting in the jury booth and the the the, the, i'm sorry not the jury booth i'm sitting in the voting booth the first person comes up to vote and it's it's for sarah and i was like okay she has one vote the next four people come up to vote in the voting booth and it's for Paddock. And I was thinking, oh, okay, so it's going to be like seven to one or six to two. But then the next three votes go for Sarah. We're like, holy shit, we have <laughs> this ghost island moment. We're going to have to make Jack get up and vote. Like, this is absolutely insane. I, I, did, I still to this day do not know why, like, Kyle voted for Sarah. I I get Alejandro and I get Davey. Um, I also don't really understand why Kai did it. The fact that Bennett became a deciding vote for Paddock, despite everything that happened, yeah, is insane. Like Paddock owes, if she owes anybody the credit for her win, it's it's Bennett before even Jack. I think, yeah, because that is. Uh, the biggest person that she had to get. That's quite the arc between the two of them for that to be how it, it winds up. I will say, I love your, I will read the votes. Yes. Like I <laughs> die for it every time. <laughs> you bring the best host energy to the tribals. It was. So, so yes. Uh, four, four split between Paddock and Sarah. And I, at this point, I had no idea. I don't know if you knew, Jackie, what happens in this instance, but I didn't. I, I remember that Jack gets to do the okay. vote. And I definitely thought, I was like, okay, Sarah's got it. Yeah, I was, I was also, like, of well, course, Jack is going to vote for Sarah. I didn't know that it was going to be Jack casting the divide, the deciding vote. So I was into that fun twist. And then, yeah, I also, it's Jack pulling a curveball for the second time this episode and not doing what you'd expect him to. I guess, like, okay. And I would love your input on this, Chris. Did the, like, Sarah doing the 2-2 thing really rub Jack in such, like, such a rough way that he, like, was done with that relationship? Or what do you think? Or did you know, he just think Attic played a better game? Like, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very confused about it. It's something that I can't wait to discuss more with Jack. But if you look at the early parts of the game, he had discussed with 
his tribe that he was willing to vote Sarah first. And then the next episode, he talks about if they lose again, he would want to target Sarah. And then he also discusses um, that his and Sarah relationship isn't that strong, but they're, you know, sort of forced to have to work together. And they played Mm -hmm. the entire game together. They were swapped on every tribe together. They were always strategizing together. They made every single decision together. So it, on paper, it made sense for him to vote for Sarah. Um, he had only met Paddock really for the first time at the final 12 when they got swapped on the Fuck You tribe, which <laughs> I think is so fascinating that the three of them all came from that tribe and made it to the final three. Um, yeah. But my theory, and Paddock has told this to me, she told me that the moment she met Jack, she had started flirting with him. And she flirted. She flirted with him hard. And you have to think, Jack is a young guy, you know, a pretty girl. And I think that that had a major influence in the decision, too. Um, And then obviously, you know, she was very flashy about her moves. So I think I have to go back and watch that voting professional. I think it was very, I think his voting special for her to win was just so brief as well. So it was kind of like a shocker because standing behind the camera, I'm really thinking he's going to vote for Sarah. So everybody was gagged. I mean, everybody, Sarah was gagged, Paddock was gagged. We all were (laughs) shocked by that. and us, us at home as but well. What a fucking exciting what? ending, right? I mean, like as as a host and creator, like did you just live for that? Was that just amazing to have that be the wrap up of that amazing season? Oh yeah, it was great. I think it was a perfect winner, a perfect way to end everything. And I just think what's the best part is that she just had so much footage and so much um (laughs) so many things that happened to her during the game to create such a big storyline for her it was so easy to create her path from the beginning to the end i mean her finding like that whole rice idol thing was like such a passionate like thing that i like i really was so excited for and for that to work out the way it did just still like brings me to a smile every time I think about it um and for her to go on to win the game is just like amazing Paddock very much felt like the main character of this yeah I I think there are people I were rooting for over Paddock at times but I can't be even a little bit unhappy that Paddock is the winner and what what a, a resume what a performance absolutely deserving Totally. I mean, there was there was maybe one, maybe episode two and three were the only times that she was not able to be such a focal point. But from every other episode, you know, everybody was talking about her or she was making the big moves. She is hands down one of like her her playing this game was one of the best um, games I've ever seen in a live reality game and maybe even on Survivor. Yeah. I think it's just even more so a vote of confidence that 
Paddock could be on CBS Survivor and kick some ass. Now with (laughs) right, so with the wrap up of this wonderful season, you've already teased us a little bit, but we have you have season five down the lane. I do have it. Yep, I'm excited for it. I mean, I need some time to like rest and like kind of take my focus away from the world of Survivor New York for a moment but when I'm ready I'm gonna like deeply dive into that and have it ready for early next year Um, I'm I'm really excited for the twists and the whole theme um it's called Survivor Bannerman Island Bannerman Island is a small island that's famous in the Hudson River and it's like very close to my house um where a man in the early 1900s bought the island and built a castle on it and it it armed a lot of ammunition to support his um his weapon weaponry business before <laughs> the American Civil War or Spanish Civil War sorry it's a, it's a crazy story um, oh man yeah, and then And then it burned down, and then it has like a lot of ghost stories behind it. So, wow, it has it's it's pretty cool, and it plays such a role in the new season and the new cast, and it has more of like a spooky energy. Um, So I'm really excited for that for you guys, and I can't wait for you guys to podcast it. Yes. (laughs) Which we will be. I mean, absolutely. This is, it's so fun that we get to, at the end of experiencing and consuming such a wonderful season, still have something that we get to set our eyes on for future enjoyment. Yes. Yes, and thank you for uh, for a wonderful season and for coming on and giving us so much (laughs) of your time. Talking with us dorkly. Um, listening to Cody explain how I broke my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So, so sad. Oh yeah. It's, there's some nice gnarly infection pictures if you need them. So. Oh God, please. No, I'm, I get woozy. (laughs) (laughs) The the beauty I feel like of it is that you guys were able to create, um, a podcast that people listen to and laugh and enjoy. So, you know, that's sort of like the beauty of the, the break, I guess, that you were able to start this podcast from what Cody said. So, I mean, I'm I'm grateful in that regard, but I also hope you get better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I will. We will continue to podcast Survivor, even if I can start walking again. So <laughs> okay, do you want to get better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, thank you so much for coming and digesting this finale with us. I know that we're a few weeks post wrap up here, but it's just been such a wonderful time to get to share our insights and laugh along with you and maybe be too bombastic sometimes, but it's been such a fun time. And I know that there are so many viewers that have just, absolutely adored being able to watch and talk about the season as it's released so thank you so much for like bringing all this to us (laughs) oh no problem i had so much fun 
you know, creating it and just to see something start from like nothing into like nearly the end, like doing these podcasts, like finishing it up. It's just so crazy because the, the process really started in like 2018, you know, it's just so intense and so cool. And I'm super grateful. Well, we love the season and I'll just end the show with hashtag free Britney hashtag Jeffrey Probstfeld hashtag Dresden uh, was robbed hashtag Dresden was robbed (laughs) and Jerry Seinfeld now enemy number one of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) We're coming for you Seinfeld. I hope that you never get to eat your soup. No soup. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) My God. (laughs) So funny. Well, with that, uh, we will. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you, Chris. Survivor New York is leaving today we were a small part of it survivor new york here at final six the finest who've played paddock slayed from the very start of it survivor new york I want to wake up in Jeffrey Propsfeld's backyard. Find I'm king of the cast, Forsten Hauser 2.0. These little Davies and Alejandros are going away. Maybe they'll get another chance in season five someday. Yeah, I'm out those burrows, never could name them all. Right next to Alejandro and Davey with the double wide. Lord's a new probes, and since he hosted here, he could host anywhere. Yeah, they love him everywhere. Emily, Jack, Kira, Sarah, Billy, Dresden, Lyscopatic, Sam, TJ, Andrea, Bennett, Kai, Kyle, Maryland. Emily, Jack, Kira, Sarah, Billy, Dresden, Lyscopatic, Sam, TJ, Andrea, Bennett, Kyle, Kai, Marilyn. Emily, Jack, Kira, Sarah, Billy, Dresden, Lyscopatic, Sam, TJ, Andrea, Bennett, Kyle, Kai, Marilyn. They are most definitely in Survivor, New York. Backyard Tribal with Jeffrey Probstfeld. In Survivor New York. Yeah, this cast is amazing. Productions on point two.
Many cast members were here. <laughs> on the hunting their time away to the left and to the right elegy all-stars towering to the skies this season was out of sight they played in the dead of night Ooh, here we are at the finale who'd have thought jack and andrea would even be here but baby you better believe i'm back Back in Survivor, New York. I'm back. Back in Survivor, New York. I'm back. Back in Survivor, New York. Back in Survivor, New York. In Survivor, New York. rising according to all sources New York's the place to go half past ten it's gonna be a rain and dress it's rain and dresden Hallelujah, it's rain and dress, then Amen. Absolutely soaking dress, then it's rain and dress, then Hallelujah, it's rain and dress, then Amen. It's rain and dress. Hallelujah, it's rain and dressed Rangers, go. So survival New York. So survival New York. So survival New York. Fantastic fan made survival New York. Kyle as the Green Ranger. So survival New York. Survival New York. Baby as the Pink Ranger. So Survivor New York. Sarah as the Red Ranger. Survivor New York. Fantastic fan made Survivor New York. 
Dresden as the Yellow Ranger. Paddock as the Blue Ranger. Jeffrey Propsfeld as Zardon. Zordon. Bennett as Ivan Ooze. A place where 16 dared to go, playing a game that we all know. They call it Survivor New York. And now we are at the finale, the ultimate Survivor crown. We are in Survivor New York. Survive a New York, Survive a New York. Now we're in Survive a New York, Survive a New York. Survivor New York in Survivor New York. I don't, don't, don't want to talk about cast members we've lost, though it's hurting me, now it's history, all idols have been found, and the jury has been chosen, nothing more to say, compliment Davy walk away paddock wins it all the sarah standing small a survivor victory that's her destiny kyle made a final pitch thinking he could sway her lady alliance in the way he got no idle play. Andrea feeling sad, thinking no one likes her. That really is a shame. Mispronouncing Liska's name. Idols may fall from trees. An advantage Jack will seize. To that tribal in Probesfeld yarn. It won't get him very far. The paddock takes it all. 
Jack gets no votes at all. She's the fish queen, this is plain. When she wins, I can't complain. Tell me, does she rock? A tank top tee like Billy. Can you even take her name? And put it with Paris and Milan. Somewhere deep inside, you must know Bennett and Kai were robbed. But what can I say? Rules must be obeyed. The jury will decide. The likes of me abide. Podcasters of the show. Always staying low. The game is on again. A goat or a friend. Whether Brooklyn or New York. The paddock wins it all. I don't want to talk. If it makes you feel bad. All the lost Algonquin and Lenape. Marilyn voted off in episode three. I apologize. If it makes you feel mad. Seeing Sarah cheat. Stacking blocks in the final heat. But you see, still the paddock takes it all. The paddock takes it all. Paddock wins it. Soul survivor. We miss Davy and little Dresden. Paddock wins it. Soul survivor, she outbitted and outplayed them. Panic wins it. Soul survivor, she outwitted and outlasted. Panic wins it. Soul Survivor. She outwitted and outlasted.